Welcome to Guide Dog Awareness Month. My name is Ryan Hui. I am a program lead at the CNIB for the Come to Work program in Ontario West. And today I have with me a special guest who we're going to be interviewing about guide dog rights in the workplace. Hi, my name is Taylor Bauer and my guide dog's name is Wallace. What do you wish that the general public knew about guide dogs? Um, well, there's lots of things, but I kind of wish people understood that it's not just a pet dog. It's not just a cute dog. Because yes, they're cute. They're great. They're our companions. They make us laugh. They comfort us. But for us being the handlers, they are a mobility tool. The same thing as they are for a wheelchair, a cane, a walker, any of that. So um, that's kind of the biggest thing I want people to realize. Like it's not. I'm not bringing a dog to entertain you. You know, it's it's there to help me and you thinking it's your entertainment, even though you might not mean it to be that way. Um, and distracting the dog and petting the dog and you can't do the job that he needs to do. And I feel like that's a big thing that the public need to realize. Absolutely. I, I really couldn't agree with you more there. And building on that, if you could tell employers one thing about guide dogs, what would it be? One thing about guide dogs here, I would say people, employers and the public need to realize or need to kind of be educated. I noticed there's lots of um, like misinformation or just not understanding um, you know, what a guide dog does, you know, they don't realize, because a guide dog is a highly trained animal, and he's trained to do a specific task, there's lots that goes into that, and there are laws that allow the guide dog to be with the handler in any public place, but I've noticed whether it's a business, a, you know, employers, you know, Uber, it doesn't really matter the circumstance, people don't understand that the dog is there, but he's not, like I said, he's not there for anybody else, he has a job to do, and he's not going to make a party he's not going to make a mess and distract things and you know affect the business you know when when i like uh, oh, sorry unfortunately i just finished my my contract with my previous job but when i was there it was it was an office job wallace laid under the desk he slept if nobody was told he was there they would have no idea that he was in the room you know they don't they don't affect the difference in the work that's being done if that makes sense no, that's great. And thank you for the example. I appreciate that. What barriers in the workplace have you faced as a guide dog handler? Okay, so in the workplace, I feel like, well, even, I don't know if it's still considered workplace, it might be before that. It's just, you know, finding employment has been kind of the biggest struggle to begin with. You know, it took me over six months to find a job. I'd have interviews. And, you know, you know, having a disability, it definitely makes it difficult. But once you add a dog into that, it makes it even more hard. You know, if, you know, it kind of feels like you do an interview with all, you can't, you, you can't see, oh, and you have a dog. Okay, we're going to put you over here and next person, you know, they don't listen or it doesn't feel like they listen to what I need to, like what I have to say. Because, you know, an interview process is basically a competition. You're competing for a position, but you know, my skills, the things that I need to say, my personality, all those things that are important because I have a disability or because I have a dog and they don't understand what the dog is going to do um, in that work environment, right? They don't understand that 
if it's a desk job, the dog will probably sleep under the desk the whole time. You won't even know he's there or, you know, things like that. They just, I feel like it's a misunderstanding of what they're there for and what I'm capable of. Um, sorry, I need to breathe. What I am capable of 